Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size Catches thieves just like flies Look out, here comes the Spider-Man Is he strong? Listen, bud He's got radioactive blood Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead this is episode 275 for January 2014. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to a new year, a new podcast. Let's introduce the panel. We've got JR. What's going on, JR? Another year older, another year poorer, another year waiting for the inevitable end. Oh, holy cow, is that a downer? All right, <laughs> Kevin, take, take, Kevin, take me up. Um, well, it, it, it's not too difficult to be a little bit more up than that. Uh, I'm still alive, so that's that's all I, that's all it took. <laughs> two two responses about mortality. Josh, take me even higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the words of Creed, let me take you higher to a place where blind men see. There, there you yeah, go. Yeah, something there. like that. All right, elevated. Next person. Nice, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Oh my gosh, life is just so great. <laughs> Don, take me to the top. I wish I were dead. <laughs> and we crashed to the bottom. This has That's been a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> and welcome to the Spider-Man crawl space. Uh, isn't Chris the guy to actually take you higher because uh, pot's now legal in Colorado? <laughs> it is. That is true. No yeah. wonder Chris is having such a good day. Chris is happy, happy, and I'm getting munchies. All right. Uh, let's start off with a first iTunes review. We've got uh, uh, M. Jacobson, 5,000. Man, there was a lot of M. Jacobsons to get to 5,000. That's an old Peter David joke. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, subject is great podcast, highly recommended, four out of four stars. And he goes, this is a great podcast, it's very knowledgeable, and it always keeps it funny. Smiley face. So thank you. I appreciate that. And if you'd like to re- leave an iTunes review, I would appreciate it, and we'd re- uh, love it, and we'd read it right on the air, even if they're negative. Not We're not saying leave negative ones, but if you leave one, we'll... Shut up! <laughs> come the haters. Here come the haters. All right. Uh, let's start off with uh, news. Uh, we've got... Bunch of different things going on. Uh, it looks like uh, Amazing Spider-Man's coming back. It looks like uh, Superior Spider-Man may be sticking around. Kevin, take me through all this mess. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a tall order. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it all started way back dark, Dan Slott. I mean, no. I, it started I, basically this cycle of stuff with uh, a Bleeding Cool article. As yeah. A lot of rumors tend to start there. Um they tend to be true sometimes more than not. I think. I don't think that's a correct statement. Uh, no, really. Okay. I think it's. I think it breaks even. I think he, okay. he's he's rising. Pretty pretty. All right. Um, but this is an instance where even you know the article on Bleeding Cool itself said, okay, I got conflicting information. Uh, one of these is definitely wrong. So here's what they are. And basically, he he's gotten reports that. Um, 
Peter David is going to be doing Superior Spider-Man with uh, starring Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, at the same time as Dan Slott is relaunching uh, Amazing Spider-Man two times a month or, or something, or one time a month. And then there's another report that says, no, Matt Fraction and Salvador LaRocca are going to do something, while Dan Slott also does something. Um, and it's, it's all very... Basically, if there's something that you want to happen, there's a rumor that it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, of course, then we got the confirmation uh, through a leaked previews cover shortly after that that The Amazing Spider-Man is indeed returning. Um, it's going to be relaunched in April with Dan Slott and Humberto Ramos. So take that for whatever it's worth. Figure out which which rumor is true from that. It certainly lends credence to the idea of that happening while Peter David does Spider-Man 2099 Superior Spider-Man. And if that's the case, Marvel has my money. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and did I, did I not call the Peter David uh, Spider-Man 2099 Superior rumor months ago? Well, I mean, I don't think you can say you called it yet since it's, you know... It's still a rumor at this point, but... <laughs> you were right all along, are... Brad. Well, uh, can you Brad say Brad really time? wants a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I do want a shirt. Chris got a shirt. I want a shirt. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's, that's uh, where we are. Amazing Spider-Man's coming back, and we've got multiple rumors about what's happening besides it, but, uh, I mean, considering it's supposed to be coming back in April, I think we're like six days away from April solicitations, so the folks might know what's going on by the time they hear this. What what rumor do you hope is true? Fraction and uh, LaRocca or Peter David? Well, I mean, a Peter David Spider-Man 2099 book is something that I, I wouldn't pass up no matter what. You know, I, that's, that's right. something we need more of in our lives. Um, yes. I would also love to see Fraction and LaRocca do more Spider-Man. The only Spider-Man they've done was that really excellent, um, sensational Spider-Man annual right before yeah. the marriage was dissolved. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that it would be just an infusion of new blood and what actually happened would be Peter David on Superior and Matt Fraction on Amazing, but clearly that's not what happened. But, hey, maybe we'll get another another title that Matt Fraction can do. Who knows? He's not yeah. doing a Marvel book right now since he left Inhumanity or Inhuman. He is, isn't he? He's not doing FF. He's no, not doing he left Inhuman. FF and Fantastic Four to do Inhuman, and yeah. then he was removed from Inhuman because he and Marvel apparently just didn't see eye to eye on it. He's got indie right. books, but no Marvel books. Wait, 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 wait. You said Fraction. Isn't he doing Hawkeye? Oh, yeah. Well, Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> okay, he's got one. <laughs> Edit that out, Brad. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open it up to the panel. What do you guys think of the rumor of Peter David or Matt Fraction coming? I personally, I think the Peter David thing, it's... It feels to me it's too good to be true. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not. I'm not really. My, my instincts is not to believe it. Although I'm not. You know, if it was proven to be true, then I'm not going to say like you know uh, impossible or whatever. But I don't really think that's going to happen because that feels more like a fanboy wish list than uh, you know a likelihood. Um, Fraction and Laroca. May, I mean, if, maybe as another. They've, they've been really juggling these Marvel writers a lot, especially with the whole Amazing X Men. You know, Ultimate. Hulk, like, you know, they, they, they've been juggling the creators as much as they've been juggling the titles, so I think that's a bit more likely that'll be interesting. Um, although, I was, when I was on the internet a few days ago, people were talking about how uh, Fractions, has, like you guys had just mentioned, dropped a lot of Marvel books, uh, like FF and such, and I've heard that his other book, Sex Criminals, has been delayed, so I'm not exactly sure if this is a great time for him to start up a flagship character. Um, so, 
it's interesting. Uh, basically, uh, to sum it all up, I don't think the Peter David thing will be true, although I'm open to be wrong. And the fracture thing is possible, but also, isn't he supposed to be dropping a lot of tiles himself? So they, they both have their kernels of disbelief. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, Peter I'll, David. Uh, oh. Um, rock, paper, scissors, Chris. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think, like Don, it seems to me that the more likely thing is that Marvel would give Matt Fraction a title than Peter David because Matt Fraction is, I think, a, a hotter writer in these times than Peter David is, um, just in terms of sales. So that part of me would think that if it's one of those two, it would be that. That said, though, I mean, you really got to recognize that like in Superior Spider-Man, Miguel O'Hara has gotten a really... Uh, kind of elaborate status quo that seems like it is the setup for an ongoing title. Like he has a a job and uh, basically he has a supporting cast surrounding him and basically like an engine to produce stories for him that I think, you know, him being a supporting character in Superior Spider-Man doesn't really make sense. So if they're going to give him his own series, why not Peter David? I'm starting to like that theory more. At first I thought it was just kind of wishful thinking, but at this point, I, I'm I'm torn. I think it's a definite possibility. Josh, what were you gonna say? Well, it's it would be stupid and criminal for them not to have Peter David do the um, Spider-Man 2099 book. I mean, it's I'm pretty much gonna echo everything that Chris said. It's they gave him a pilot for a series right yep. there. Like the whole thing feels yep. like a setup for a spinoff and. It's like the elephant in the room. Marvel's like, all right, a Spider-Man 2099 book. Now, who should write it? And Peter David, the guy who, you know, created the 2099 universe mostly, is sitting right there. And they're like, uh, should we give it to Fraction? Should we give it to... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like who, who, who should do this? But it's, you know, I mean... And if you have a choice between, you know, a Dan Slott comic and a Peter David comic... Who is not going to pick the Peter David comment? And um, I, I actually scripted that last statement because it's unintentional, intentional foreshadowing for the recommendation section. So be warned. Right. <laughs> uh, I will uh, say though that I, I think it's interesting um, because Dan Slott is taking up Silver Surfer, and he's uh, you know been heard to say he's not really comfortable doing more than two issues a month. So it, you know, I wonder if they exist side by side. Will we be doing? one issue of Amazing and one issue of Superior, and we'll still be getting two issues of Spider-Man, but it won't be of the same series. I don't know. The flagship book will never... Hush. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If Slot's doing Amazing, I don't think it can ship twice a month if he's doing Silver Surfer as well. He can't even keep up with the two issues of of Superior by itself without a lot of help from Christos Cage. I know, right? Do we we want to talk about... Are we about to shift to that, or are we going to move on to something else? Because I have a comment about the amazing thing. Uh, you can, you can t- we're still t- we're talking about amazing. We, we talked. Kevin hit it up, so go ahead. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't want to uh, get ahead of the boat, but um, uh, oh shoot, what was, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, um, back to the amazing thing. Does anybody kind of get the, the conversation going? Uh, my initial reaction when uh, Spidey dude told us that uh, Peter Parker was coming back, I was happy. But, like, personally, in this information age, I was a little annoyed that, like, apparently this is set for a March and April, and we're barely in January 2014 to date the podcast. And I was like, you know what? I, I, don't know, pers- I mean, I know this is pro- practically impossible, but I wish they could have, you know, 
I wish it was a bit more of a surprise than, you know, five months down the line, Peter Parker's coming back, because that kind of makes the whole, you know... Granted, it's, it's literally been a year since Superior started, and we all called that it was, gonna, was not going to last more than a year. But even mm-hmm. still, I, I, I kind of feel weird about them previewing that so far in advance. Does anybody else feel like that, or is that just the age of comics fandom that we're in? Uh, it it kind of ruins the storyline. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it if it's ruined. I, all I know is I don't really like that R- Ramos cover. <laughs> I don't like you it guys... either, and I'm a fan of Ramos. Well, dude, it's way too. better than his variant cover to Superior Number One, where he just you know was almost cat yeah. and boobs level. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one who really liked that cover? And and I'm the guy who usually does not like Ramos unless he's Stegman. And I actually thought that that cover was nice. <laughs> well, the amazing one. Yeah, I like. You told me last night that he looks scary. I, I, said, yeah. I, I said he looks. I, does. I said he looks scary, but I like the cover. He could okay. he could look scary and I mean like the cover. Yeah, but he's supposed to, he's emitting joy, yet he's really scary in that show. He's not emitting joy. He's admitting that he's going to sexually assault the reader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I, I didn't hear that. Horn us back. Horn us. Jr. We haven't heard from you. What are your thoughts about Peter David possibly coming back? Matt Fraction, amazing returning. Hit me, Jr. Oh Lord, I I've. My predictive powers are nowhere near as uh, as uh, as great as Chris's, so I hesitate to even. Um, the thing is, I guess uh, I guess it makes sense. I think that uh, it looks like Miguel has been set up for his own series, and and you know Peter yep. David pretty well is the. I mean, that's Spider-Man twenty ninety nine is is almost his proprietary character, sort of like Spider Girl was Tom DeFalco's. You know, mm-hmm. someone else may have dabbled in it here and there, but basically that's the, the, the character is associated with one author. Um, but I, I, part of me, though, wonders what, what's the appeal of seeing a Spider-Man 2099 in our own time? Um, and it almost seems like, a, I was going to say, it almost seems like a dilution of the brand if you have more than one Spider-Man running around. But then again, uh, dilution has never been a, a concern of Marvel's whatsoever. Um, but uh, I, I'd be happy with David or Fraction on any, um, you know, anything that anything you know they did. Um, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't buy a Spider-Man comic book that didn't feature Peter Parker because, uh, or it wasn't the lead title for budgetary reasons. But uh, you know, you can you can do a lot worse than having have a Peter David pinned Spider-Man comic. So you're not going to pick up Superior if it continues with another one, number one, if it doesn't have Spider-Man in it. If it's not, yeah, no. I mean, it's again, okay. it's four dollars was my breaking point. Uh, yeah. So I, it's just you know I'll get Amazing or whatever the lead title is, and then probably not yeah. out of the rest of them. And you know, Peter David recently wrote uh, Spider-Man 2099 uh, for that comic book. I mean, that uh, video game. Uh, Edge of Time, isn't that wasn't it called Edge of Time? I think. I get I, is it Shattered Dimensions. I get those confused. Shattered Dimensions or Edge of well, Time. There was Shattered. There were Shattered Dimensions that Dan Slott wrote, and Edge oh. of Time Peter David wrote. Oh. Okay, yeah, Edge of Time is the one with just Spider-Man, Spider-Man Twenty Nine Nine. Right, 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 right. And you know, even if um, even if Peter David isn't writing a Twenty Nine Nine book, I mean, if he's running around modern day, surely to God, he's going to have him guest star in X Factor. Yeah, and you know, a man out of time is a different take on the character. He already did forty-six issues of the first volume, so and we'll do, yeah. and the t- I think the title fits perfectly because the Spider-Man of the future should be the Superior Spider-Man. 
Honestly, the title fits perfectly, I think. Uh, it, our Spider-Man is the best. Peter Parker is the best Spider-Man. Uh, you know, even yeah, yeah. Miguel O'Hara from the future is looking back at Peter Parker as, that's the guy, you know? Right. So I, I can see where they would put him in that title. Um, I don't think it's a it's a good title for him, though. I think the only person that that really fits with that title is Otto because his ego is so big as to think he's superior, which he repeatedly tells us. Well, from Marvel's oh, yeah. aspect, uh, it, the name superior sells, so I can understand. Oh, yeah, that. and I can see what, what yeah. you guys are saying about, you know, putting 299 in it. I just, I personally, no, nobody's superior to Peter. Uh, who's picking up the, uh, if 299's in the book, superior, who's picking it up as, with the exception of JR? I will. Oh, hell yeah. I'm I'm yeah. interested because of the premise, you know, like like you mentioned, the man out of time. I'm not the I'm not the biggest 299 fan. Not that I dislike it, but I didn't see the big deal of the original title. But um, because of the premise, I'll definitely give it a shot. I mean, if the characters are gonna be Liz Allen and stuff, then I'll see what's going on. And if my yeah. memory serves, 299 is uh, Josh's weak spot. Yes, it is. <laughs> you you've never read 299, right? No, but I mean, I'll I'll read it. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's Peter David, and I'm interested in the premises from reading um. And that's the thing that Marvel doesn't realize that a reader can read a character without starting from the beginning. <laughs> I can I can read Spider Man twenty ninety nine without reading the previous series because I read his guest appearance and I'm interested in what happens next. But that that can't be right. That's funny. I'm something I don't understand. Yeah. Go ahead, Jar. Okay. There's something I don't understand. If they give Miguel his own series. I mean, we, we, we've got Miguel, we've got Peter, we've got uh, Scarlet Spider slash Kane running around, and then there's always the possibility of Miles Morales crossing over. I mean, what, what you know, where is this going? I mean, is there a, a, team, a team of Spider-Men? Uh, it, it just, it, I don't know, it just seems like it I would could... be almost redundant to give, uh, to give Miguel a title when, you know, you've already got, of course, Kane series failed, I guess, so there's that. Yeah, this current era, like, this, this current era right now actually invites more Spider-Man characters because we've seen so many run around at the same time when Peter wasn't there. Otto, uh, 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 Kane, Venom, Miles. So, like, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, but, like, I don't think, like, right now it's out of the ordinary. Every team is a Spider-Man. I so see a Spider-Man team coming book. I so see them trying that at least once. I really dun, do. Dun, 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 shot, but I can't see that as even a miniseries. It's... I, with, with the economic times and the unsurety of a character launch, a Spider-Man ongoing series is almost... An it. ongoing it's series? Too, <laughs> it, it's too tempting for them not to try. You can't see my <laughs> eyebrows right now, Brad, but one of them is much higher than the other. And look <laughs> no. Yeah, they're not gonna okay. they're not gonna shove all their uh, all their characters that are so similar into the same place to say, look how similar all these characters we publish are. Buy them together. If it's just all buy it. You're yeah, calling it okay, Brad. You're calling I'm it. Wrong. Calling it tell you what, in, instead of a Brad was right shirt, I'll wear like a Brad was right mesh shirt and go clubbing in it. Or something. <laughs> uh, please don't. Please don't. I'm. But well, I'm then you better it. hope that you're wrong, or that's what I'm doing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, a one shot would be possible, but it's it's not going to happen as a book. Okay, Kevin's wrong. You have to wear that shirt, and Brad was right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's okay, because it won't happen. Where Miguel O'Hara goes to a convenience <laughs> store and is surprised about water bottles. Yeah. Oh, 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, really, it'll be great when people start uh, making fun of him for saying shock. <laughs> what does shock mean? Hey, Chris, would you pick up a Spider-Man series with uh, Miguel and Miles and Peter? And um, it's, It'd probably be one of those things that I'd wait for word of mouth on. Yeah, yeah. Would you pick up the Superior Spider-Man title if it continues? What do you think? I, if it's twenty ninety nine by Peter David, I will. If it's uh, if it's something else by say Matt Fraction or something, I might wait to see what other people say. I'm uh, just uh, very hesitant to pick up books that I don't know I'm going to love. All right, let's move on to another bit of Spider news. Uh, we lost an editor to the West Coast. Uh, Steve Wacker is no longer our Spider Editor-in-Chief. It, he uh, was an Editor-in-Chief. He was Spider... What was his well, title? Editor, editor, editor of the Spider-Man group. Spider... Oh, not In-Chief is the error I made. Spider-Man yeah. Editor. Don, what do you think of Wacker leaving? <laughs> he made it sound like he like, like, like went disappeared or something like that. Like, we've lost an editor. We don't know where he is. We, we have lost him. <laughs> we do not... He, he's been located on the East Coast, West Coast. Uh, <laughs> he's editing the West Coast Avengers. Um, so, uh, Steve Wacker, whom Josh and I have met, as, um, who was a senior yeah. editor of Spider-Man, is now leaving. He, uh, he betrayed Marvel by going to Marvel Animation and is no longer going on, working on the comics. And it should be noticed because they remind us all the time in San Diego that not only does he edit the Spider-Man comics, but he also edits Daredevil, Captain Marvel, Punisher, Space Punisher, Nova, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Hawkeye. Uh, okay. And, um... I mean, <laughs> there's. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Look, look, look at Don <laughs> trying to tastefully say something. I, love not, it. I, 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 I really don't have anything like you know large against Wacker. There's obviously controversy with how he interacts with his fans online and even us. But 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 as a man who does the job, you know, yeah. we can scarcely say how how you know we can't blame anything on him really i mean the, the books have been regularly coming out although for this current episode we're, we're reviewing only one comic instead of two and even then i don't really feel that that's his fault he left yeah <laughs> well, well now it's his fault because he left so damn him um I, I don't know to be honest he did such a good job that like I'm, i can't say that i'm going to like you know sob and miss him but he did. Now that he's gone, we can look back and say, you know what, the Steve Wacker editorial regime, in terms of production, was pretty good. In terms of like the strict, you know, whether you, uh, you like the guy or not, uh, did he do his job well? And we can kind of say with our hands on our heart, or at least I can, uh, that he did. Um, unless anybody here wants to say that I'm wrong and he didn't, but uh, I, I think strictly from his job aspect, I agree. He did a very good job. I said this on the front page. He did a good job of getting the trains on the track on time. And that's the job of an editor. He has to manage a bunch of talent and uh, get them to produce work for him in a timely manner. And I say he gets an A. He did a good job. He he put three issues uh, out after one after another. And I don't really remember Amazing Spider-Man being late. I mean, when JMS was doing it, it was late. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't specifically remember three books a month coming out that was I late. Think it was hard for uh, from. The 52 weekly series from DC where he exactly so he he gets work out of people quite well as a as far as the personal guy uh, <laughs> we we've had our dis I'm not going to insult him I'm just going to say we've had our disagreements on the site uh, that aspect I don't like about his personality online but uh, from his job aspect he gets a thumbs up for me what were you going to say 
Uh, Chris? Oh, I was just going to say, well, I, and I, I agree that probably, like, the least nice thing I could say about him is that he has a personality online that tends to be sarcastic and not so much welcoming. And I think that's where, you know, he yeah. falls a little short for me. But I also think his work as an editor, for me, it goes beyond him just being good at keeping a schedule. I think the quality of the books that he edits overall, and I'm not just talking about Spider-Man, I'm talking about mm-hmm. Hawkeye and Daredevil and just uh, all, and also all the things that are edited by people that he seems to supervise, like Superior Foes. It's just There is some yep. really great stuff that is off the beaten track that you would not expect to see from a mainstream comic company. And I think that he is an editor who will give something strange a chance. Uh, And I really respect that, and I think it really paid off for him. And Kevin, he's the editor that gave you a clone ongoing book. (laughs) You know, that hasn't happened since the 90s. (laughs) No, and, uh, you know, it, it... it got canceled recently, but the thing made it 25 issues. That's nothing to cough Hell at. Yeah. He also gave us a yeah. Morbius series. Let's well, <laughs> talk about what he gave me. Now, I don't agree <laughs> with the direction of it, but the fact that Morbius got an ongoing series, um, yeah. there is some that really hadn't happened since the 90s and probably won't happen again for a while now. But, but yeah, as, as Chris said, he's willing to try stuff, and that, I think, is evidenced in uh, the satellite books that were produced, too, like... Uh, like Venom and Morbius and Scarlet Spider, it was a good time for Spider-Man importing characters to have their own books. Um, Venom, in particular, was was considered quite good for a long time, very well respected. <laughs> um, Scarlet Spider, you know, was very good for most of its run until you know things kind of went down the tubes at the end. But that happens, and and Morbius was always terrible, but that happens. <laughs> it was consistently terrible, which is a good thing. It was it was bad off the bat. Yep. My my thing is, I I keep on remembering 2007 and before 2007, and just what a joke, you know, release schedules were at that point. Do you remember when One More Day was supposed to come out weekly in August or September, and then like it became like an every other month release, and even before then, the JMS Civil War, Back in Black stuff. Like, the satellite books had to be delayed because, like, they couldn't, um, you know, release one issue of one satellite book because they hadn't gotten up to the issue of Back in Black where Aunt May was shot. Oh, no, it wasn't. She didn't get shot in Back in Black. She got shot right before it because that's why he wore the costume. But, like, stuff was so delayed. Like, it was not like a 12-book-a-month year. It was like an 8-book-a-month. Like, I mean, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Maybe it wasn't that bad. But when I heard three times a month, my reaction was, huh. Yeah, right. And I got to hand it to him. At the end of 2008, they did not miss one release. And that was a year after the ships were, like, running really bad. So um, I, I say well done to him for that. To me, that's Wacker's legacy. If you're not wrong about those, those JMS era, I'm fairly sure near the end there was a year where we only got six issues. It was, it was really bad. I remember. And, yeah. It, and then, like, book. It was holding other books hostage, too. Cause, like, yeah, you because couldn't release have, the next the part. status quo would be so different from story to story that every other book would have to get in line with it, but was they it, couldn't. Was that JMS's fault? Was he just drunk all the time? Is that... <laughs> no! What in the world? <laughs> hey, JMS is known for getting his books out on time and finishing them. Just look at Superman Grounded and, um, and, and his Wonder Woman books. 
And, and uh, then Josh was clubbed to death by JMS. Um, <laughs> and then before, before, I thought before, you would say the twelve personally, but I was actually going to ask um, because we said that that Wacker edited Mister Wacker edited uh, Daredevil and all those other books. We want to say like what that job entails. I mean, like not only getting him out on time, but like as an, I mean, because there might be listeners who might not know exactly what he does. We wanted to, we wanted to describe like just the, the the main beats on how, what happens when you edit so many different titles. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, he, he like goes over the scripts. He uh, chooses the artwork, doesn't he? Doesn't he hire the artists? Does he? Um... I I assume so, and I I think he has to report to the editor in chief, Al- Al- uh, Alonzo. Uh, I mean, Alonzo. this is one of those things, though, where that that part of the comic book industry is is hard for us as fans to really say this is exactly what he does, especially once you get to the point of he's a senior editor over like ten titles, and you've got associate editors and assistant editors and straight up editors <laughs> doing other things. I'm like. Every every issue of Scarlet Spider I wrote a review for it was editor Tom Brennan, senior editor Stephen Wacker. So I don't have any idea what Steve Wacker did on that, but <laughs> well, Pyle or Brennan, we know he was doing something. Yeah, Jr. Before we wrap this up, let's hear, get you two cents. <laughs> uh, I have mixed feelings. Uh, yeah, but part of that is simply because I don't. We don't know a whole lot what goes on behind the scenes. Um, I mean, as far as getting the as far as getting the books out, I mean, he did a fantastic job. Uh, I think during that whole you know three issues a month, I think maybe one month, the only two came out or something. And so I mean, he did a really good job. I, I guess the, the, some things I had though is that things that I would expect an editor to catch, I, I kind of wonder why you know why he did catch them. Uh, for example, you know. Uh, well, like, for example, the very first uh, st- three-story arcs all had Spider-Man running out of webbing. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, really, b- before big time, during the whole brand new day, there just was a gross overemphasis on sex. Uh, you know, <laughs> whether it was... Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, That's you know... It, I remember. Yeah, I he mean, did it was, up in the hotel room with the mask on. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then Aunt May and you know uh, Jonas Senior or whatever, oh, Peter yeah. walking in on them, and then the whole thing with that dreadful shed, uh, you know, where Kirk Connors is sniffing <laughs> his assistant, and you know, and, and, and you know, lizard rape, and and then of course the whole thing was did Peter, you know, did he not have, you know, did he not get drunk and sleep with? Uh, Michelle Gonzalez. I mean, it was, you know, after about the second sex story that, you know, came across my desk, I would say, okay, come on, guys. What, you know, what is this? You know, I mean, are you living vicariously here? Um, so those, those are kind of things. And then some of the art, uh, you know, we always, you know, we joke about the fat Spider-Man uh, and then the, the, the somewhat controversial Carly looking like a, uh, well, I hate, almost hate to bring it up, but Carly looking like a, a minstrel, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he he repeated what oh, you said. Oh. oh, but yeah, it's just like how how did you miss some of the stuff that's just so dreadful? How did you let it get out the door? So, but then again, I, I you know we don't know what goes on. I mean, it's like um, I think uh, uh, Christopher Priest slash Owsley once said that artists, for example, you know, you can't tell an artist to change something because an artist will take it as, I hate you, I hate your family, I hate your mom, and I hate everything you've ever done. Um, so, you know, maybe there, maybe there's some of maybe maybe some, there's some of that as well. As far as the worst art that he ever picked, that issue where Deadpool was an amazing, yeah. and he said the artists work for me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. That he's the target customer. 
Yeah, he's the target customer, and the artists are working for him. And that was a horrible, horrible artist. My no, gosh, really I think I think that was the worst Amazing Spider-Man issue of art I've ever. I seen. don't know. Uh, Origin of the Species was pretty appalling in terms of artwork. <laughs> I feel like we were all just hammerhead two-parter. I feel like we were all just at our high school reunion talking about all the good fun times that we had. Then Jr. came and sat on the table and said, "Oh yeah, what about the time when you guys got beat up?" And <laughs> 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 JR, this is a theme. You're taking us all down. <laughs> I know. Well, you see, the reality. This, this year is, uh, is my 25th anniversary, so I'm, it's making me very melancholy. I'm just going to oh be moping the entire. I'm going to be moping the entire year. Okay, we're going to tackle a little bit of movie news. Chris, you've got this one. There's been uh, two, well, maybe a remix, maybe three new movie posters, and also Stan Lee introduced a new trailer for uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Tell me a little about it. Yeah, so first there are a couple of posters. Um, I can't show them to you because this is an audio show, but <laughs> I, I can tell you that one has Spidey swinging over a city street with Electro underneath him, and the other shows the reflection of Electro in Spider-Man's uh, eye lens very close up. Um, and those were the posters. There were also two trailers that, are, that um, have come out since we talked about the last one. One was the international trailer, and it had some really funny scenes, like like Aunt May wants to know why Peter's face is so dirty, and Peter says he was sweeping the chimney. And Aunt May says, we don't have a chimney. <laughs> and um, you also get uh, Gwen getting, like, wet to something and saying Peter out loud when Peter's Spider-Man and trying to, like, screw everything up for everyone. I love um, that scene. Yeah, and we have uh, some different some different angles on the fight with Electro that, from the other trailer. And I was like, you know, I wish I, I brought my protractor because these angles are, are different. Because um, <laughs> this, this, this is the international trailer, and I think the other countries use radians rather than degrees, so they have different angles. Um, you know your trajectories. Yeah. Uh, so the other trailer has an intro by Stan Lee, who is just so excited. Um, it's the most exciting day of his life. Uh, to see. <laughs> it's Stan Lee. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's 92. Give him a break. <laughs> he just had a birthday, too. Come on. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. No, happy birthday, Stan. Um, yeah. your, your present is a trailer that focuses on Times Square and uh, Electro <laughs> sucking the power out of the floor of it and Spider-Man coming to fight him. So, yeah. th- back to you, Brad. <laughs> well, Any thoughts on the movie poster or the new trailers? Yeah. What do you guys think? I love that Gwen scene. The, um, uh, the poster with the with the eye. Uh, I'll I'll say Jacques and say that they're ripping off the poster from the PlayStation uh, Two Spider Man Movie One video game because the Goblin was in the eye. Now it's Electro. Um, come on, Mark Webb, can't you do anything original? Good. But the There's other also side- Spider Man Two poster with Doctor Octopus in the eye. The reflection in the eye goes back a long damn time in <laughs> Spider-Man 2. I mean, that goes way back. There's also a Marvel's cover with Green Goblin and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. Back to the 90s. Take me to the 80s. When was anybody been reflected <laughs> in the eye? JR? <laughs> what, what's that? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
worth it. Perfect. I'm well, just I, I, heard, I heard the reflection in the eye, but uh, I didn't hear what the, exactly what it was in reference to. No, I, I said we've taken. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> You even made me break my own rule. <laughs> I just drop it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's better when any, you point any, out too. Any scenes that you guys like in the trailers or the? Uh, uh, um, I agree with you that like the, the the Emma Stone thing where she's like, I because like, like he he webs her for her safety. He says, "Baby goes back here," and then she cups her mouth because she yelled Spider Man's secret identity. No, that was that was. I, I like Emma Stone a lot. If you know, Stone, what that was a good thing. This is an example of we don't mind continuity changed a little bit because Gwen never knew Peter was Spider. I think this is an example of a female role in a superhero movie finally being awesome because those are hard to come by. We're telling any thoughts? We don't mind when it's Emma Stone. Emma Stone is um, yeah. with us. Well, my, yeah. my my thoughts are as we discussed before we started recording again that I didn't know that these things existed, oh. but <laughs> I, but I, I actually I will say this that in that like in my head I thought that this was going to be a very bland topic, but Chris made it like very very interesting in his uh, synopsis of. He made a movie poster. Like, like, if it was me saying, I'd be like, well, Brad, there was a new movie poster, and this is what it was a picture of. Chris, like, made it exciting. Chris is like the Stan Lee of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment you just got there, Chris. Nice. That, that is too great of a compliment. I can't. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on this movie before we move on? Uh, the poster where, like, it's sort of, like, from Spider-Man's perspective. He's, he's like, in the air. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, let's do some more praise. This one aimed at Jr. Jr. You were recently spotlighted on crack. I mean, you did that on purpose. Jr. was on crack.com. No, that's not for cr- cocaine addicts. It's a comedy or it's a humor site. Tell me about what they did, Jr. He's still on crack now. Jr. He's too they- He's too modest. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm just having trouble with my phone. Um, but uh, I was about to say, when I first saw the JR recognized on crack.com, I thought, oh, crap, I've been on America's Most Wanted, and they're going to say, I found me now, or something like that. <laughs> you know, but no, uh, no, they spotlighted one of your articles. Tell me a little about it. Well, uh, according to, uh, according, you know, I, I don't know how familiar a lot of people are with crack.com, but... Uh, I actually find myself reading it a lot because every once in a while we've got some pretty good articles. Uh, and then uh, I was just minding my own business one day, and uh, I get this text from Brad saying, "Hey, Joe, check the front And then it was like, "Oh my God!" You know, apparently uh, one of the uh, writers uh, did a did an article called Six Fan Ideas So Good They Were Adopted by the Creators." And yeah. there's, there's a reference to, I guess, a fan uh, wondering what was happening to certain characters in Breaking Bad. So the, the, the writer said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't I bring them into the conclusion? And then, the, you know, the explanation for the Klingon ridges and things like that. Uh, and lo and behold, number three, uh, Spider-Man fan explains the Green Goblin, Gwen Stacy romance. Marvel makes it official. Uh, and... Uh, Although, although that that is a little bit, it wasn't so much Marvel making it official. I really have to, the credit probably goes to, uh, and I hope I've got the guy's name right. Is it like Kachera? Is that the? Uh, oh, the, I can't. Um, well, Spider Man. It's it's something like that. 
because see, spiderfan.org, I mean, if you want oh, yeah, okay. you know, if you, you want to, you know, talk about, I guess, super fans, I mean, they, uh, they were, uh, they got solicited to uh, uh, edit, help edit the uh, Spider-Man Encyclopedia uh, to add to the Marvel Universe, and I think they were even consulted when um, uh, Mark Miller did Marvel Knight Spider-Man, so... Um, so when they were doing, when, when I believe this Mike was uh, doing his part of updating the uh, handbook of the Marvel Universe, apparently he saw my article and said, "Hey, that makes sense," and uh, and and put it in there. And I guess it's been subsequently reprinted uh, yeah. for reference. So, but, but really, I owe it more to him. Uh, yeah, Ber- he, he actually, Jr. on Facebook, Bertoni just uh, copy and pasted the quote. Let me read it to you since I know you're not on Facebook. Uh, Mike from SpiderFan.org says, quote, Yeah, I was the one to make it official. Mad Goblin's analysis was fantastic. As I worked on the official handbook profile, I wasn't obligated to explain how the event fit into continuity, but I wanted to do what I could. The handbook team acknowledged that Mad Goblin, a.k.a. Jr., found the best point in history when the event occurred, and we ran it past editorial. As for why the event happened, I still have my theories, but I'm not allowed to speculate in the handbooks, unquote. So, he, he, he loved what you were doing, Jr. Well, I'm, you know, all, I can, all I can say is that I'm flattered, even though I am you know, pretty much obsessed with the, obsessed with the sex lives of, of ink people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, congratulations. I thought that was very nice. Some somebody on Facebook like made a bet that Jr. was going to comment about the ink people thing that was in the article. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I just, uh, yeah. He also points to comments states he had made blah blah because holy shit, this dude has seriously invested the sex lives of ink people. I, yeah, <laughs> I I thought that was pretty. I mean, obviously the whole thing is pretty pretty firmly implanted in cheat. Uh, yeah. So you know that, that doesn't bother me. If you like to see the article and you, you don't visit the front page that often, uh, go to the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Look, uh, and I guess do a Google search now. It'll probably be pushed down as more news is added. Just type in JR and cracked <laughs> on search. I wonder what you find. I remember when that handbook came out years ago. Um, I might have still been living in Boca, and I was at my LCS flipping through the Gwen Stacy or Norman Osborn entry, and when I saw. JR theory and I remember getting excited and then when I went home I um I either posted it on the crawlspace message board or it might have been before I was on crawlspace and I emailed JR like oh my god they included your thing in the handbook and JR's response was like very very like oh anyone could have come up with that theory I don't know if they necessarily used mine uh. now how many years ago was that Bertoni uh, I think it was like oh, oh four oh five I don't know well, oh four oh five was since passed. Um, okay. Uh, it, it, it might have been like oh six. Yeah, there you go, Jr. Confirmation finally, all these years later. <laughs> it, 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 if I if I posted on the message board, it would still be in the Spidey Kicks Butt section. You could probably find yeah. it and Jr.'s response. Yeah, that's pretty flattering. Although you know, it's funny the 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 other thing that happened, which is JMS actually acknowledged it one time on his blog. Uh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, I have to go find. It. I don't even know what's up anymore. But someone pointed me to it. I forget who. But apparently, someone had pointed him to it, and he had read it, and he, you know, he referenced it. And he said, you know, go here for a very balanced 
looked at since past. Uh, he acknowledged that, you know, for example, that I found some things wrong with it, that I found some things right. And the JMS said overall it's a very, very balanced uh, uh, article about that story. Well, that's uh, cool. That, that really, that, actually, that really flattered me because I've never been, you know, it's like I've never been, uh, you know, looking for recognition by Marvel or, or anything like that. I just was, you know, I just was a fan, cranking out stuff for fans and, and uh, partially because I couldn't stand to see, I, I, you know, I'd be on the Spider-Man message board and all these crazy weird theories and would, about, like, Norman or Mary Jane would come up and I kept thinking, that's not right, that's not right. And then I just decided, <laughs> oh, hell, I'll just write it myself. Um, yeah. But, now, JR, is this giving you any inspiration to continue the articles? <laughs> uh, I, would, I, would say that, uh, I would say that it certainly has helped. Uh, I, I would oh, say there you I, go. I was thinking, God, I gotta get back to them. So I mean, it's been 2010. Was the last one right? I know, I know. I, I, I'm seriously thinking of, of the thing is, though, some of it's so dated. I mean, for example, I haven't done like a year review in so long. If I ever did come back, I mean, I would just have to start, you know, doing articles and, and saying, okay, folks, I realize that you know this isn't the most current thing, but you know, in the long run. You know, then then the site will be you know more cohesive. But uh, I, I've got to I've got to come up with a different approach, though. Instead of just waiting, you know, writing one big you know twenty thirty page essay, putting it up, I've, I've got to kind of change the way I do things if I hope to continue it. Okay, time for our many many reviews we're tackling this month. Whatever, uh, we've got one issue. That's the way I like it. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got last month's four. I know, Superior Spider-Man number 24, written by Mr. Slot, Mr. Gage, and penciled by Mr. Ramos. Don, you're going to lead lead us in this dance. Take us. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> yeah. Previously on Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> last time we left off, the Venom symbiote got off of Flash Thompson and jumped onto uh, the Superior Spider-Man, a.k.a. Dr. Octopus. So this issue begins with him saying, I don't know how I got here. I'm in a costume I've never seen before. No, he doesn't say that. He just starts saying superior. <laughs> well done. And um, uh, as mentioned in the last review, Flash tries to beckon the symbiote to him like a dog, but uh, he just, you know, smacks him away. Uh, Dr. Elias Wortham, a.k.a. Cardiac, starts to power up and tries to attack him, but uh, in uh, superior Venom Puss's own words, he gets gutted like a fish. So he's, uh, he uses his, Cardiac uses his powers to heal himself, but he's down for the count. And now the superior Venom Puss wants to make sure that all of New York knows that he is their lethal protector. Hmm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> so he calls, his, uh, he calls his henchman at Spider Island and says, tell me every single crime there is in the city, no matter how minor, because I want to show this city what's what. The next page in this comic shows uh, Bear Man, Berryman? George Berryman, no. Uh, no, it's supposed to be the Grizzly, I think. The Bruin, which uh, is not a, yeah. a, a typically here. Um, basically, another character who's hired by, who's been given a supervillain identity by the Hobgoblin, robbing a bank or some such thing. He runs into who he thinks is the Hobgoblin, but as the Goblin takes off his hood, he reveals that he's the Green Goblin! And that was pointless. Um, we go back to Parker Industries, where we see uh, Cardiac being healed a bit by Sanjani. She says, don't worry, Mr. Wortham, you'll be fine. Unlike Corporal Thompson, you know all those drugs and the symbol that you use? Well, without it, your body's starting to decay, and you will soon be dead. How long do I have? A few weeks? A few days? A couple of hours. 
So Flash says, what the... F-? But before we can see what he says, we cut back to uh, Venom essentially... Oh, crap. Venom clearing up town, attacking people who text during their driving and other very, very small crimes. When he gets a phone call from Anna Maria Marconi, she's crying because it's all her fault that she's a little person and Aunt May was <laughs> prejudiced against her. And, she's, and he says, no, no, no. It's my fault. And don't worry. By the end of the day, Aunt Murray, Aunt, Aunt Murray, Aunt May won't bother Aunt Murray. <laughs> I like it. Oh dear. And, it, and it, there's a, there's a, a a red outline around him because he's a because this is a our particular take on the symbiote. He's wearing dark clothes, a la Spider-Man Three, and he's now uh, Dark Peter Puss. So at the yeah. at the Goblin Underground, we see. Uh, the Green Goblin take off his Hobgoblin jersey and asking, so, how's the torture going? How much has she told you yet? Well, Carly Cooper's so resistant to torture that she's not cracked yet. What? So he uh, pops out a vial of globulin green and sprays her in the face. At that moment, Mary Jane starts to call her on her cell phone saying, there's this wacky Captain uh, Watanabe following me. He says that uh, you're in, you might be in trouble and that, fo- that voicemail you left about Peter, what was it about? Why in the world didn't you tell me what it was about? I can't do anything if I don't know. So I'm going to Aunt May's and, and Uncle Jay's and seeing, and seeing how they're doing. Uh, okay, I'm doing this. So, uh, so there's a knock at the door, and Aunt May says, Oh, it's been far too long since we saw Mary Jane. What a nice this. I'm so happy to see. Oh, hi, Peter. How are you doing? P- Peter, what, what, why are your hands around my throat? Okay, so Peter doesn't choke her, but he says, I gave you your leg back, and you repay me by humiliating my woman? And uh, Jay says, No, hold on. I will not let you talk to your aunt that way. Peter turns around and is like, uh huh. And, um, <laughs> Aunt May says, But Peter, I saw what, what Spider Man did. You don't tell us anything anymore. I absolutely forbid you from associating with Spider Man. And Dark Peter Puss is like, Forbid? Forbid? I am a grown ass man. <laughs> like, so that's just the entertainer. I'm a GAM, a grown ass man. Uh, at that moment, um, uh, Mary Jane co- comes out of nowhere and says, "Hey, stop it! Go down the. B- We're going to the balcony. You're talking right now. What's wrong with you, Peter? You're acting all crazy, and you can't talk to people like this." And at the same time, he gets a, a message on his little headset about a crime, and so she says, "You, you, you can't just hold off because uh, you want to be Spider-Man. You can't do people like that." Is actually, I kind of can. And so we hear the symbiote, you know, get on top of him. So uh, he totally flips out and transforms into this monstrous dark venom form. Mary Jane says, oh, crap! And he says, so what's going to happen is I'm going to do whatever I want, and um, if you try to stop me, <laughs> I'll kill you. So uh, don't mess with me. At that That's moment... Right, Skyler. I mean Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, um, the cops show up. The cops. A cop shows up in the form of Yuri Watanabe and says, don't move. Where's Peter Parker? And Mary Jane kind of befuddled, and her, you know, freaked out state says uh spider-man took him so she says you're under arrest for having a lame excuse so mary jane uses (laughs) (laughs) nice nice (laughs) that's hysterical actually (laughs) get your ass down here um so uh mary jane uses her one phone call to call the avengers uh captain america says who is this how'd you get this number and hangs up Next, okay. Um, In the next issue of the 25th anniversary. So we see a a half-splash page of Wolverine, Thor, Captain America in his crappy new costume, Spider-Woman, and the Black Widow. 
uh, Mary Jane says he's been taken over by the Vin- Venom symbiote again. So like, all right, we're going after him. Uh, leave this to the Avengers. And the next issue will be a double-sized 25th issue extravaganza. There you go. Hit me. What's your grade, sir? I w- am going to give it a B, and that's solely for the second half, which I'll talk about later. Okay. Uh, Kevin, grade? Um, D+. Plus. JR? C+. Plus. Chris? C-. Minus. Not a Josh? C+. Plus. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> a B out of me. You've all betrayed me. <laughs> no, I just don't like bad comics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh burn. Okay, pros, pros, pros. All right, since I'm the only one going to be talking for the next minute. <laughs> I, give, I give a B. I'll give you some pros. Oh, yeah, it's, it's me and Brad against the world, so screw, um, screw everybody. <laughs> what else is Yeah, we're starting our own buddy <laughs> comedy. Um, okay, the first half of the issue sucked. But we'll call it BD, Brad and Don. Get it, BD? Okay. Me no. like <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, first pro is the first half of the issue sucked. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> You're really selling me on this book, Don. <laughs> it's not an A. <laughs> I really like interview right now. Okay, um, and <laughs> Fabella saves the artwork. Uh, I say save the artwork as though I didn't like it. I mean, I really enjoyed it, uh... The artwork. I mean, some places Ramos is, you know, how Chris sees him, but in some places he's like, oh, I see them, i.e. good. And I think that, like, uh, once we see Dark Peter Puss, you know, in his, in his leather coat and stuff, the artwork, I think, is really, really good, like, across the board. Especially, uh, my favorite panel is when Aunt May opens the door, and she's, we're all expecting Mary Jane, but this Peter Parker, like, you know, mean mugging, like, I, I really do love that panel. It's just, that, that was a great transition by Dan Slott in the writing. Um, and the honestly, panel I like is on the next page where he says "what," where he's got that evil Doc Ock look on his face. Oh, and oh yeah. Forbidden, I, I think that's a great. I panel. love that scene, and it's totally just cathartic. It's, it's not like you know the most well written yes. thing, but like I just like Doctor Octopus has put on airs to Aunt May and everything. But this is the point where like his ego totally gets in the way of him posing as Peter Parker, and he's like, "I'm not going to stand for this," you know, this this um, this. Um, Mother, this mother, crap. this mother son yeah, treatment. Yeah, yeah. It's like like because Jr. mentioned before that Peter Parker tends to put up with it because he loves Aunt May and she took t- raised him. Doctor Octopus has no compunctions to deal with that, so he's like, I'm not going to be talked down by this stupid woman. And Mary Jane comes out of nowhere and says, blah 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 blah. You don't talk blah 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 blah. And he's like, you know what? The hell with this, and just kind of you know yeah. venoms out. I thought that was a lot of fun. Excuse me. Another another pro out of me. I love the amazing uh, 300 homage. Or actually, was that 299? I think no, it was 300. Which which one? It's the uh, the page where the, he he busts out in the symbiote and Mary Jane is cowering below. So no, not again. That's totally an homage to the 300. It was yeah. You know? It was a nice because like Mary Jane was yeah. like shown to have a real deep seated fear of like what Venom scaring yeah. her. So like she hates the black costume. Her yeah. body yeah. language I think is great. How she's really shrunken down and all bent up, and she's like you can. Yeah. Basically, see her shaking when uh, Dark Venompus says there will be consequences. So th- those last like few pages, you know, you guys can savage this however you feel like. But like I, those made me, I was really mm-hmm. entertained and I really enjoyed it. So I put the grade from like what was probably going to be like an F to a B. Anybody happy? Carly Cooper was deformed. <laughs> it's, 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 I have a con, but I'll, I'll save that for later. Well, we'll see where okay. it goes. <laughs> yeah. Any any other pros out of the group? I I, I thought the Bruin was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah we're, that was we've good. had the Grizzly, and we've even had Kodiak, and this guy's such a knockoff, Kodiak? he's just a Bruin. 
Kodiak? Well, is a Bruin a type of bear? Yep. I'm not familiar with the word Bruin. It is. It's a bear. The, yeah, the, more, okay. the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is my thesaurus. <laughs> um, my pro for this issue is I learned what a Bruin was. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I, I will say, you can't say that nothing happened in this issue because, no, you know, okay. th- there was development. This wasn't like, you know, a 2006 Bendis issue. JR, do you have any pros out of the issue? Uh, not really. I mean, it, it was I, it was an okay story, but there was uh, there was nothing that I thought was particularly good about it. It was just okay. Do you not like the uh, Amazing Three Hundred homage? No, no. He didn't like Amazing no. Three Hundred. <laughs> I didn't like Amazing Three Hundred. Period. <laughs> well, damn it, uh, Chris. Any pros? Uh, pros? Um, I kind of agree with what Don said in the, the scene with uh, Peter Puss, uh, dark Peter Puss yelling at Aunt May and Jay, I think it started strong. Um, I think when he uh, when he venomed out in front of Mary Jane, I, my worry is that this will be how like Mary Jane rationalizes why he, Peter's been acting so strangely all this time and the sort of the, the tedious buildup of her slowly realizing something might be wrong could get sent back to square one. And so I guess it's not really an official con because I could be wrong about where this is going. And, you know, apparently we might be getting Peter back in just a couple months, so maybe they really are going to wrap this up. But I I feel like that kept me from being enthusiastic about what was the best scene in the issue. Do you think that scene could potentially eliminate, take her farther away from Peter when he does return? I mean, it would it would probably not be very good if that happened because I feel like when Peter returns, he explains this in five minutes, and Mary Jane believes him because this is the Marvel universe and this kind of thing happens. And if mm-hmm. and if she's just sort of like, no, that was really you. Don't make excuses. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that that would be very contrived. So I would not like that development. Yeah. All right, let's move on to cons. What's some cons? Let's can, can I can I start? Get a cup of coffee. Yeah, hit it, buddy. <laughs> I got a list. Um, we know the first. <laughs> the, the first one on my list literally is most of the issue. Kevin um, <laughs> <laughs> was on Facebook saying like, like like when this issue came out the day he's like, man, this issue was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was really not happy when I closed this one. I actually. <laughs> Wrote on Dang, my, yeah. my grade either C minus or D plus because uh, I was going to give somebody a chance to sway me up from a D plus and sorry Don I didn't happen. Um, I failed. Did I help? What? Did I help? I gave it a grade high. No, no, you didn't say anything. <laughs> um, well, your pros were like, yeah, I learned what a bear is. Um, <laughs> 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 we okay. Start off with actual actual cons here. We got muddy art. Um, on what once or twice looks like it could have been a cool Superior Venom look, but I mean, the the art's just kind of like all over the place, and it really, really suffers from uh, Ramos' decision to do this uh, broken, haphazard web pattern all over the thing, which sadly he does for Spider-Man half the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it just really didn't look good where you can tell from one or two panels that it could have been very cool. And, you know... We, this is one of those things. This is going to be one of those looks that goes down. Like, you know, there are these very certain Spider-Man costumes and Venom looks over the years. This is going to be the superior Venom look, and it just could have been so much better. Um, I, the scene with Otto screaming at Aunt May about my woman, 
I swear to you, I heard in JR's, like, Norman Osborn voice because it was such a self-parody. It was so ridiculously <laughs> up the top. Uh, you, you, you dare talk to my woman that way? Come on, shut up. Um, people are just running in and out of May and Jay's apartment, like, haphazard. Peter's yelling at Aunt May, and then the next panel, MJ's storming in saying, let's go to the balcony. And the next panel, they're on the balcony. Like, I, Aunt May, just like, where'd they go? Super speed? What happened? And then all of a sudden, where the hell did Captain Watanabe come from? She's just there. She Everybody's actually just... is in a panel in the previous page. When Mary Jane's on the phone, you can actually see her in the background. <laughs> it's just, this this apartment is Grand Central Station, and I can't believe Aunt May didn't have another heart attack just from all this stuff happening so quickly around her, with you know no even panels in between it. It was it was a complete mess. It, it was yeah, it was crap. Can I ask a question though? I'm I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why you think the the yelling at Aunt May scene is bad. Just because it's over the top. Oh yeah, his his the dialogue on that thing is so over. The, like you could have actually had a a, a dark. Uh, you know, confrontation where it is, you know, the villain coming out and being scary. But instead of that, we go to this place of, you know, parody comedy so far over the top that he's yelling about my woman repeatedly with his gorilla hands. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it just, it read as, as something that JR would do for a Norman Osborne parody rather than something that anybody would actually say. Okay, it's too it's too comic booky for you. Hey, yes, yeah, it's, it's past that. I mean, there's yeah. there, there's some there's stuff characters would say, and then there's just again self parody is what I would call this. Yeah. All right. Uh, other cons, anybody? I don't know if this is necessarily a con, but um, when how this um, Christos Gage did the script for this, and he also did the script for the annual. How closely together do you think he was working on these two stories? Like, do you think it was around the same time? That he was writing them both. I know what you want me to say and why. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. Cut the crap. Yeah, I'll cut it and basically say, Christos Gage said on CBR that during the writing of the annual, he was very, very influenced by some binge-watching he was doing for Breaking Bad. So if this was written around the time he was writing it, read the scene where Venom is yelling at Mary Jane. That's like season five, Walt yelling at Skylar right there. Hmm. I didn't think of that, but that's true. It was the Just first... That slightly better dialogue than when he's yelling at Mary Whenever I read this scene, I hear the Breaking Bad music. <laughs> Do not cross me, woman, or there will be consequences. Well, like in uh, in Scarlet Spider, he uh, actually says, "I am the danger" in a in a scene, like quoting Breaking Bad directly. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was that was all. <laughs> that, that came uh, out the same day as this. John texted me like, <laughs> "He says I am the danger," and I said, "Wait till you get to um, <laughs> Superior 24." <laughs> I have a con. Uh, Go ahead. I, I avoided cons because I didn't like. Um, I, I worked you, backwards though. You gave it a B. How do you get any cons? Because it's not an A. Because <laughs> <What? laughs> a B is the highest grade, Brad. <laughs> Take that, Brad! <laughs> oh, there goes our show, BD. <laughs> we, we were canceling five minutes. I know. Um, first of all, then, and, you know, then we then we renumbered. <laughs> this, this is one for all of you fans of the Carly Hammer. I don't really buy the idea that Carly Cooper can withstand torture from a goblin. Yeah, and this, she's and so this, good at withstanding torture. The lab tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat me. Like, like I think Mary Jane would probably <laughs> succumb to torture. Like, I thought that was like really, really a convenient for the plot and b bone stupid. Um, you do you think Carly is going to be deformed at all on the face? She'll probably I don't know. have bigger boobs and be green skin or something. 
<laughs> um, uh, working backwards, uh, I think, oh, yeah, the, the Sajani scene was, here's the thing, because I don't think you guys actually like, talked, before I was on the show, I'm not sure if you guys actually talked about this character, Sajani Jaffrey, like, she's obviously written to be, like, a very uh, disagreeable person, but, like, the way in which she, like, just tells Flash, like, matter-of-factly, um, because you're biochemistry with the drugs and symptoms, you're going to die in, like, hours, like, should not that be of utter importance to this, like, war hero who could save the day? Like, what the freak is her problem? Like, seriously. <laughs> nice catch. Like, <laughs> at the last second. But, like, I mean, I know. even in the panel, she's, like, looking over her shoulder in the shadows. You're going to die. Is she a good person? Like, it's not trying to write this person as, like, ultimately not evil but not nice. I mean, I, it really does bother me. And I'm wondering if it's supposed to bother me or if it's just that, like, she's just coming off as a total B. I don't know. What do you guys think? She's always been kind of, I don't want to say morally gray, but like, what's, you know, Max Muldell wouldn't let her on the science boat because she hid Vibranian or whatever. She reverbium from one of them is back too. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and then when she, I think Don, you even said, you know, um, when you did the recap of one of the issues, she's like, Parker, I hate you. Now here, let me sign away all my money to you. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, honestly, she's such a little snot that like you just want to like kind of like take her by the nose and throw her out the building. Yeah, it's like they're trying to write her as somebody that like is such a scientist that humans don't matter to her or something, but she just comes off as as, as rude and bitchy. She really does, and it, it's it's not fun to read. I don't know if anybody else is on that. Agreed. That probably is my biggest thing. I I don't mind it because it's some variety to the women in Spider Man's world, like that they don't that they don't all have to be you know sweet or whatever. Well, Betty is not 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 displeasant, but she's also a terrible person. So it is variety. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Good comeback. <laughs> any other any other thoughts on this issue that you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? I do agree with Chris that like the the threat of uh, Peter being Venom as the scapegoat for his personality change, fooling Mary Jane and the Avengers, that is a concern that I have, and that 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 really does have me at a pause. But because of like you know a the spoiler that we just talked about today, and b like the whole Goblin Nation and everything coming to a head, I imagine that like that's not going to be the easy way out for Ock. But, but I hope that it's not. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, and I, I forget who brought up, if it was one of you guys or somebody on our message board, but uh, at the end when Captain America's like, how did you get this number, miss? Like, oh, I don't know, when I lived with you at Avengers Tower for a couple of months? <laughs> yeah. When I was in a, a committed relationship? <laughs> that was in my review. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was somebody. Yeah, that was that was kind of silly, too. Although, thank God somebody finally <laughs> well, called the Freaking Avengers. And, and Ben Grimm, you know, even said in hashtag, he was like, he was like, oh, what happened to that redhead? I really liked her. So the superheroes knew her and socialized with her. Yeah, right. there's nothing. Maybe who Mary Jane is. makes her not have lived with the Avengers. Yeah. Well, exactly. this, that's where it gets into the psychic mind block stuff because, like, they wouldn't remember it after the Doctor Strange spell, but then supposedly when Peter reunmasked himself. Um, to the Avengers in some Bendis book, you're supposed to get all your memories back yeah. according to the Dan Slott rules. And it was like two months later in New Avengers, I think, when Bendis yeah. Right, but in New Avengers, it was, it was treated differently all, in New Avengers. Yeah, they all acted, what, in, New Avengers, in New Avengers, they all acted like he was unmasking for the first time. Like, they did not know what they were doing with the psychic mind block when that happened. Yeah, like, had, I think it was so soon after Bendis didn't well, they, not know, they it, just did it before they had a roadmap for it. It wasn't like in ASM where, like, when he did for Fantasy Four, they got their memories back. They like never knew before. 
They act no, like, like they never knew before. They're like, Peter, huh? Oh, what an interesting name. Hey, didn't we go to yeah. high school together? Yeah, like, uh, what's her name, alias, uh... Jessica Jones. Jessica Jessica Jones like was like, oh, you're that person I met in uh, well, where did when did they meet? Number five. Um, uh, four. Yeah, but, and like the, man issue. They they weren't like, oh, you're that person that we've been living with and seeing his face for the last year. <laughs> that's annoying. Yeah, but obviously at this point that's just a continuity snafu, and we can assume that they do have all their memories because we've been explaining that's why that's what happened. And Man, this, this Avengers book from like. Six years ago is really sure more interesting than Peter Stone and Number Twenty Four, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, all right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna no prize this. Here's how it's still in continuity. Captain America nice. never says, yeah. Captain America never says, you know, who are you? He just says, how did you get this number? So we've established in Superior that Mary Jane won't get off her dang phone and stop calling people. So you know, in addition to leaving 300 messages on Peter Pussy William Shatner's you know, Leonard Nimoy's machine. She's also been calling everyone, and Captain America was finally like, uh, Jarvis, change my number. I'm tired of Mary Jane always calling so, me. this just proves, even in the Marvel Universe, they renumber their phones. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's dialing, like, 565. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's got a dot now number. Every, I forgot to dial the dot now extension. The dot now extension is yeah, that's that's how they do it. Oh my god, Mary Jane's phone is not green this issue. What's going it's on? Got rebooted. That's a new number for <laughs> the green dot now. I, I say we end on that. Yeah. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> It's drop mouse on my crotch. <laughs> the mouse, the mouse. I just got racked by my the, damn mouse. The gadget guy's crotch is. I just I, sat back down, and my wireless I, mouse just cracked me. <laughs> racked me. I, I've never had that happen. Still recording? Yeah, we're recording that one. <laughs> Blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, coming down three, two.